welcome to the podcast In Progress by TravelFit. I'm your host, Chris Walker, the founder of TravelFit. I'll be taking you on a journey where I interview small business entrepreneurs to worldwide celebrities, where we hear each person's stories and how they overcame their own challenges to achieve their professional and personal goals in life. We dive into how to create a successful life through health, fitness, and developing a stronger mindset, and how travel can impact our life for the better. If you feel stuck in life, then this podcast is for you. In today's interview, I'll be chatting to Tom and Shay from Trinity Media, a social media strategy company focused on delivering the next level in social media growth. Tom and Shay talk over how they started this journey, the power of your environment, how you don't have to listen to the crowd to pursue your purpose, what's held them back, and a little bit about their upbringing from then to now. We dive into their upbringing and how it affected them from an early age and what it takes to improve your life and how your only limitation is yourself and what you need to do right now to progress your own journey. Thanks so much for listening in. Enjoy. Thanks so much for joining in today, guys. For everyone listening in, who are you and what is it that you do? Uh, so my name's Tom. Um, we and this is my. <laughs> I'm Shay. I'm this Shay, is Shay. Yeah. <laughs> we own a company called Trinity Media, which is a um, we specialise in like organic growth on social media. Um, we produce all the content, so do all like photography and videography work, and then we have um, a social media manager who strategizes everything and uh, yeah manages people's socials and helps them grow. In a nutshell. Epic. Before we even kickstart what got you started, let's talk a, dive a little bit deeper below the surface level, get a little bit uncomfortable. Um, what, was, what was each of your upbringings? Like what, what kind of like influenced you to be the way that you are today? For me, it was probably like, I, I had a pretty good upbringing and stuff, but I, even when I was like younger and I was at school and stuff, I just, um, I just always wanted to like, I just, I just believe there was more to life than um, um, a lot of the stuff that we were learning and it just didn't apply to me. Like um, me as a person, I, I just, I don't know, I always thought differently to other people, I reckon, in, in a way. And ever since I've started listening to more people like um, Elon Musk and, um, you know, people that do think a bit differently, it kind of really resonated with like me when I was younger. Um. But yeah, I think the biggest thing for me was like hearing my dad always say like, oh, I wish I worked for myself. And um, he used to say it a lot and it kind of just always stuck with me, you know. And um, yeah, that's why I sort of, um, I guess, I, I didn't lose focus in everything at school, but I did lose focus in stuff that I didn't find valuable. Um, and I kind of wanted to like write my own path instead of being sort of told what to do. Because I guess like, I've, if ever I get pressured or told not to do something, I'll usually do the opposite. 
Mm. Like when mum was like, don't ever get any tattoos. And yeah, that didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's, that's like the biggest thing, obviously, in today is like, it, there's, a, there's always like so many people like left behind, especially in the school system. If you don't fit a category or you're, you know, you don't get the right grades or, you know, you're just not that perfect candidate then obviously you don't belong. And if you don't belong, then you don't feel like you're ever really around the, the general norm. So being yeah. outside of that is like probably like one of the, the biggest eye-openers that you've now got an advantage over someone else who relies on, I guess, having a stable job. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I always just felt like I was just crazy, but, you know, because <laughs> like, I guess back, back sort of then, um, like nowadays, like, um anybody can do anything like really like you you're connected to people all over the world so yeah the the world is your bloody oyster literally i understand and it's like get a trade you know go to uni like it's like that's a pretty big like influence thing i guess maybe yeah yeah it, it was back when i was at school like yeah it was like even my dad was like you're not leaving school unless you get a trade so yeah, I ended up like going into like plumbing and then um, that was when I was in New Zealand and then ended up canning out and moved over here and um, became a chippy. So yeah, but I was just never happy. Like it's, you know, especially when Instagram and stuff got big, like you see all these people like just living these incredible lives, doing what they love. And it's just like, well, why can't I do that? <laughs> so. hundred then yeah, like, it's cool. Like as Shay is kind of like the opposite to me. Yeah, so my my upbringing was a, a little bit different, I'd say, than than the most. Like um, I had it, I had it drilled into me from like a young age. You, you must have like a good work ethic, and subconsciously, I didn't know that at the time. But my parents, like, I've always seen them working so hard, and I kind of realised, and what they told me, you know, nothing's for free. You know, you got to work for it. Yeah, they helped me out a lot, but they also pointed me down a path of like, if you want something, you've got to work hard to get it. So from a young age, I'd say, you know, being in grade seven, I was working 30 plus hours a week and I had a goal in my mind and I wanted to put a deposit on a house when I finished school. So throughout school, I worked all these insane hours to then have it, a, you know, 30 or 40 grand that I had in my bank when I finished school to then go put a deposit on a house. But, you know, subconsciously, like, you know, looking from their perspective, they were implementing such a hectic work ethic in me to set me up for the future, which I'm super, super grateful for. Now, I'm a lot different to the rest in terms of I figured out at a young age through looking at my uncle, I always looked up to my uncle and he was mechanically mine. He was marine engineer and I wanted to be that. So I knew from, say, grade eight that everything I did throughout my schooling was to get an OP13 to go down to Tasmania and do the maritime college, which then I, you know, I got the degree in that. But... In this day and age, I feel like a lot of people are pressured into having to know what they want um, when they finish school. They need to know they need to go to uni. They need to get this trade for their parents to be happy. If you know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying. Mine was a little bit different. Like I had good work ethic and I know what I wanted to do, so I had it in my head that yes, I want to be a marine engineer. Yes, I want to have this goal to have this money. You know, so it was implemented at a young age that you know you must have good work ethic, and it, it is paid off. It was really well. So, yeah, in answering your question, my, my upbringing was it was quite money-based for me, but I didn't realise that it was actually implementing that work ethic. 
but it, it did really well. It did wonders really. I, I finished my uni degree and I've been working out at sea for a while as a marine engineer. And then, you know, until I opened my mind up to, holy shit, I, I'm not happy. I am earning all this good money, but like I wanted to, I always had it like that entrepreneurial mind where I wanted to like work for myself and, and be satisfied on my own terms, you know? So meeting Tom was like a blessing in disguise because, you know, we come up with this, or Tom come up with this thing where it was just like, look, we're going to start a media agency. And because my mind races a million miles an hour, I want to do so many things at once. You know, I want to have 10 businesses and I want to, you know, I would like that, that millionaire mindset. And I was just like, but I don't know how to do it. And then all of a sudden I started going to these mindset mastery classes with Dion, as you know, and then I met him and I'm like, hey, this is someone that thinks to like like me. This is really cool. And, um, and now it's kind of shaped where we are today. You know, I ended up leaving my really high-paying job and all that kind of stuff to to not be just a number anymore. We, we've started something really cool where we work for ourselves. So, yeah, my, my upbringing was definitely a lot different to the rest and I don't regret it at all. I love my, I love my, my upbringing it. It has brought a lot of values that I now use now within this business. So, yeah. And it's pretty good that you touched on like it was money driven too, because I do find like, obviously when people start a business, like there's that, a lot of people have these underlying things of like unworthiness. So they don't feel like they're worthy, like exchanging their time for money. Cause they, they, you know, like, Oh no, I'll just do this on the house or I'll do this for a mate. But at the end of the day, if you can't ask for money, you can't run a business. So is that something that you find like, you know, friends in business or, or yourselves that you have, that maybe you've had to come o- overcome in the sense of like setting these high package deals that are obviously worth a decent amount. Do you find that was ever a challenge for you or is that something that, you know, people struggle with around you as well? Um, I think everyone struggles in their own way with like money because um, like I'm totally opposite Shay like I was always just like see an idea and I'm just like throw everything at it <laughs> and like yeah um, even when I started this you know like we didn't have heaps in the bank but I was just like you know what like fuck it it's just like you just got to do it like there'll never be a good time and like if you can actually show like the value that you're giving people like some people will pay like pretty crazy money yeah um, so I think it, it, it just comes down to like backing yourself as well in like what you're doing. Um, but people should never ever think that you need all the money in the world to start a business. Like, yeah, all I had was like my camera and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I can make it work. And how did, how did you get like started in this? Cause you were doing like Harleys and all different kind of like avenues at the start of like your photography too, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess I was like, um, I was like Shay in a way, I always had that like entrepreneurial mindset, you know, and like um, going back to like my upbringing, like I don't regret anything that happened, you know, like even getting my carpentry trade because if this ever fails, you always have your trade to fall back on. So that's a big thing. So I don't want to put anyone off like doing a trade. Um, But yeah, like I started, I used to do like videos. I remember when GoPros first came out, I would just do like videos with me and my mates like skating. Just I've always been into um, like creating that sort of stuff um, and I've always loved art like hence why I love like the sort of tattoo scene as well it's just I love that side of it like the create creativeness because like you just have freedom to do whatever you want like 
um, you can really like push the boundaries and um, yeah, you just just see the world in a different way, I guess. Um, so yeah, I started um, just like taking photos randomly, and then um, yeah, my mate was like, "Oh, I'm learning to wheelie my Harley. You should come um, take some photos." And I was like, "Oh yeah, bugger right, let's go." And then yeah, I'll never forget. Like we were in the big pineapple car park um and yeah he just started popping his harley on the back wheel and we just started taking photos and then it kind of just like snowballed from there um we just kept doing it he kept getting better met more people in the scene and then um like obviously instagram i was like posting a lot on there and that like connected me to people in like america england um like i've had photos published in harley garages in america and stuff which is just insane because that was like huge for me like i've always been into bikes um and then yes yeah, so I, I did that for a fair while and then um when covid hit i think i think this was like the big turning point where i was just like i really need to do something with my life like we've sort of said um we said in like previous podcasts we've done stuff it's just like covid was either like a blessing in disguise or it was the worst thing ever you know you take it two ways um and for me it was just like fuck like imagine if this was it like imagine if covid just wiped everyone out and then it's just like you know, you, you sit across the table from, you know, God, if you believe in God or whatever, and it just, would just be like, oh, do you have any regrets? And, like, that would be my biggest regret, you know, it would be, like, not just have a crack. Yeah. So, so, oh, yeah, I was lucky enough to actually intern with um, Dion's brother, um, Bryce, and he, like, he showed me more about, like, the whole e-commerce side of the online world, which was, like, incredible, like, the money people make, even at like young ages, you know, like I met a guy who's 18 and he's made a million bucks. Like it's just, just insane. So um, yeah, it was cool diving into that side of it more. Um, and then after COVID, I was just like, um, I went back on the tools for a bit and then um, yeah, like going to those masterminds and stuff probably was like um, meeting Shay and being like, holy shit, like, I remember sitting there one Sunday morning and I was having breakfast and I just got a whiteboard out and I wrote down how to make a million dollars just on my whiteboard for, with this business. And I was just like, holy shit, like, this is like totally achievable. But I remember ringing Shay and I was just like, holy fuck. <laughs> I'll just work this out. And yeah, um, I guess like, yeah, the rest is sort of history. It just um, What do you yeah, think just- makes you guys different from other people out there? Because it just sounds to me like you guys were just more resourceful and you just made, had the decision to actually like look for opportunities. You know, I think, I think the biggest thing is like mindset and just like really like sticking with like your values on who you are. Like, cause especially cause we have really different backgrounds, but in saying that we work in trades are like very mechanical. So especially with like what we like doing with it, which is the automotive and stuff. Like, we really understand what goes on in the background. It's not just, like, you do a, like, quarterly shoot or a monthly shoot and the photographer has no idea what he's actually looking for, you know? Like, when we go to a business, we really, like, learn about the business and the people behind the business and the processes of what they do so we can tell that for a story. And super invested in brands, too. Like, that's what I come across with you guys. You're actually... Because... You come across, I guess, maybe some people who say, yeah, I can create some content for you. And they're like, okay, I'll do this and this. 
but they haven't actually understood your brand or your story or what it is that you're actually trying to project out there. Well, that's the thing with the, I'd say with the, a lot of agencies, I feel like this, this day and age, we've got a huge disconnect from actually going to a business and shaking a hand. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people that would like to say that they're major socials, all this kind of stuff, but they're not making that human to human contact or relationship. So that's one thing that I always stay true to myself and that if I was to leave the job that I was in before, Tom and I needed to have a huge point of difference when we, when we started this business because we don't take things lightly. Like if we're going to do something and both of our personalities are, we'll go 100% or over deliver to get a result that we need. So a huge reason why we're different is that we see the business so regularly and we actually come in and show face and show the business where they're spending their money and why it's such a good option to go with us because like building relationship allows you to tell a story for their brand. Not only because we're there so often, you you then know their business better than, you know, like as an employee would. So when you're swinging off a camera and you're trying to, you know, tell a story to a reel or your content, it just gives you such a better, like an advantage than a contracted photographer that doesn't know the business, but it's just coming in there on a one-off shoot, you know. So yeah. it's a massive difference that we've got and it's purely based on relationships with personalities what personalities are you guys have you got you guys know about like you know the, the shark the urchin the whale and the oh and the... yeah it is yeah it's super interesting um but i believe like i think everyone has a bit of everything in them but it's yeah. just like figuring a way to harness that because I don't ever believe that someone should be pigeonholed into being something. I know it's like only like a figment of like speech or whatever, but it's like, if you truly want to do something, like you can do it. And like, like, I don't know. If you, I don't know if you've heard of, um, of like that David Goggins, like he was um, like his book, um, Can't Hurt Me and stuff like that is like, he's just proof in the pudding man. Like if you really want to just do something, you just fucking do it. <laughs> I mean, it's easy, easy to say that, but um, do you think people think get stuck in? Know. Do you think people get stuck in their own perception of the story that they've been told, and that's what stops them yeah. from actually changing or maybe evolving? Well, like everything these days is like so influenced. Like there's literally a job being an influencer, so it's like. People are very um, easily swayed in like decision making because it's easy. Like if you get told what to do, it's easy. You don't have to think. Mm. Um, and I think it's it's a it is a bad thing in a way because it just I think this kind of creates that whole like victim mentality that is uh, very common these days. Um, and yeah, I feel like a lot of people are so concerned about what other people think, and that's that's like you know like when your parents said, you, you know, you're approaching the end of school, what are you going to do? You must be doing something. Oh, we're going to kick you out if you're just not going to have a gap year or you're, gonna, you're not going to go to uni, you know what I mean? But, like, times have changed so much now. I feel like in a world where everyone's so invested in what other people's doing on Instagram and TikTok and, like, everyone can see what you do now, but you're your own worst enemy because you post it online. So when, say, for someone like me, there was a lot of pressure on me. Holy shit, Jay, you're going, you're going from a 200 plus K year job back to nothing. People would look at me and go, why the fuck would you do that? 
but I had to put it aside and go, okay, I need to be a little bit selfish here. I need to think of myself and go like, what's going to make me happy and what's going to truly make me, you know, smile. And that for me was like, I want to start my own business. I want to jump on board with Tom and start doing this thing because that's what's going to make me happy. But I could have used all the negative comments of like what people are going to think of me for doing that. And I could have used it to go, no, 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 I'll just stay here, you know. So I feel like you have to be selfish sometimes. And that kind of like yeah. having that like self-awareness, I guess, like within yourself of like what emotions you're feeling, what like projections you're taking on from other people into yourself. And then you're then like realigning your own values based on someone else's values because you're then being conditioned to believe that you're making your own decision. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and like it's it's a big thing like for um like when you do sort of think differently, especially if it's like around like your close group or your family and stuff, you know, because like you you obviously would feel like super judged and like you never want to feel like that. But at the same time, it's like what Shay says, you you know, you have one life, so it's like you can't just worry about what everybody else thinks. Like if you feel like you're meant for more, then chances are you probably are and you probably can do more, but you kind of just gotta you know, blocking out the haters. Yeah. <laughs> probably the best thing to come from the internet. <laughs> that was just a huge thing for me was like what my parents would think, you know, because growing up it was for like 10, like eight or nine years was solely devoted to getting this, you know, be a marine engineer and get all these nice things. Like, yes, I got the house and I got the cars and I got all the flashy things. And then it was just like, I got to that point where I was like, holy shit, what's, what's, what's more, what can I do now? And my next step was to start a business. But then for me inside, it was shit, what is my mum going to think? What is my dad going to think? Like, what are all the people that helped me get to where I was? What are they going to think of me when I throw it all away? I'm not throwing it all away. It's just, it is a backup plan, yes. But, like, you got, like, for them to think, oh, Shay, you're going back to nothing to start again. You know, for me, that was what was happy, but I was – in my head, I was like, shit, what are they going to think, you know? So I had to just block it all out, like Tom said, and just go on my own path for a bit. And do you feel like that, like that was the probably like the biggest challenge for you guys was like just going all in on it and just like not looking to the side, just getting in that tunnel vision? Well, I think I reckon the biggest thing is like, um, like getting around the right people and like finding almost like mentors, you know, like with um, the mastermind with Dion and like Rich and stuff they pretty much like, you know, what they were saying, there's never, ever going to be a good time to do it. Like, you've just got to do it. Um, um, and I saw that because my daughter was still pretty young, so obviously I had a lot riding on, you know, I can't just quit my job like, and not have any money coming in. Um, so I sort of figured out a way to replace my income gradually. And, like, luckily I was, like, working with my um, my father-in-law and um, just doing building, like, doing bathroom and I was I just slowly sort of replaced that and then, yeah, just sort of evolved from that. So, yeah, there's always a way. Like, there's a good saying where there's a will, there's a way, and it's, like, so true. Mm. I think the biggest turning point for me was when I, when I got into that, that mindset of wanting to do my own thing, I did start going to the masterminds, and that's why I met up with you and Tom, and I learned a lot from it. And if I didn't go to that mastermind, I would never be where I am today. I'd still be at my old job and I'd still be unhappy. Yeah. Um, just because they were just so invested into seeing you, you know, seeing you level up. 
So then I ended up reading a book which changed my life, life, which was called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kozowski. And from then on, yeah, I figured out ways to, to get to where I am at Tom, you know. That's just pretty wild, hey? Like, it just blows my mind that you're literally one decision away from actually, like, changing your life. It's crazy, man. Like, it's honestly crazy and people just don't realise it because like, generally is it's the people you're around. Like, because they, what they say, like, if you, it's like your five closest people, you, you'll act like them sort of thing. Like, they, they influence you that much, but you won't realise it. And then it's like the moment you start sort of, yeah, um, getting out of that circle and just seeing what else is out there, like, yeah, it opens your eyes, like. And what would, like, you, yeah. what would you say to, like, someone who's, like, you know, maybe they're just stuck in that, I guess, that place of hanging around the wrong people. They're drinking, they're doing drugs, they're just self-sabotaging. Like, what would be the first step for someone like that who doesn't know where to find this environment? Where... Go to the mastermind. Legit, <laughs> just off the top of my head well that's what did it for me you know like don't get me wrong everyone knows if anyone's listening they know me back when i was at C. man i love partying i partied every single weekend yeah i you know did all the naughty shit but the one thing that really changed my mind was i'm like this like i'm never i'm i do own the money and i can keep continually doing this but if i want to change my life like I'm going to go get around some like some like-minded people that will point me in the direction of starting my own business, which is what I wanted to do. And like I said, without going to the mastermind, I never would have learned all these little things to get me to where I am today. Yeah. So like, if there is anyone that's trying to change their mindset or wanting to do something different, that was the starting point for me. But I am sure there's you know, a few more books you can read or there's other events like that that you can go to. But get online. Like The internet is like, an endless source of ways to, you know, like improve yourself. But at the end of the day, it's it's up to that person. Like you can't just sort of blame everyone else. Like why nothing's changing, you know? Mm. Like it's it's so easy to say, oh, um, yeah, just pick up a book or go see these people or whatever. But it's like we we can say that and preach that till the end of our days. But it like for some people they just won't because it's just. I mean, it might be too hard, or you know. <laughs> just depends on how, how bad you want it, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you want it badly, you'll start today. And it's, it's kind of like you have to be in that mentality of like the hungry dog. So you just don't know when your next meal is going to be. You just got to always just be hungry. You always got to be on the hunt. You always got to be optimistic. And that's, yeah, that's the biggest thing is like, um, I can't remember the story exactly, but the one that Dion he does talk about, the mastermind is like burning your boats when you get to shore, you know, about like, um, you just don't give yourself any option. Like the only option is to succeed. And like, it's one thing sort of getting, like starting a business, but like, mate, it is not easy. Like, and that's why a lot of people like fail is because they still have that fallback. But if you leave yourself no choice, then you've just got to do it. Like we, we, you know, sat on the RMs and got out, like got out doing sales and, um, you know, like that's, way out of our comfort zone in a way you know like so what did you guys people, do but did you guys just like go start reaching out to businesses and full cold we like from the start it was basically um i got referred to a company and that's how i sort of got my foot in the door and then um yeah it was basically like tapping into our own networks like you'd be so surprised at, like who you know who knows someone else you know like your your network is 
is insane. Um, so that was like our biggest sort of like what really like sort of took us off from the start. Um, but then, yeah, we kind of got to the point where it was like we got a bit comfy and then we started to like get a bit like blasé and we're like, oh, yeah, we'll just cruise with these guys. And it's like we started to get really unhappy with certain clients and then we're just like, fuck, like, this is not why we started our own business is to not want to go to work. Like we want to be getting up every day and being like loving what we're doing. So then we kind of let a couple go and then another one dropped off and then we're just like, oh, okay, like we're back to, we're back to, you know, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't say struggle street, but we're, you know, very aware that we're <laughs> like, if we lose more, like we could be in trouble, but that's when it's just like, you know, you could crawl up in a ball and go sit in the corner and cry about it. Or you can be like, we have no option. Like we've got to get out there and just start selling what we do. Mm. And that's, that's included in like getting uncomfortable and to like, no one, no one finds it comfy to go into a business. They can turn around and tell you to fuck off really. Like, and we're yeah. like, oh, we've just got to do it. We've got no choice. Yeah. So like, I remember when we first started, I was, Tom's just like, hey man, like before we, you know, if we can get paid, like Tom was getting paid nothing, but he's just like, look, before we get paid, you need to bring on two clients. And like at this point, I just like left my offshore job and I'm like, I've worked out, you know, I've only got three months to three months to survive before I potentially have to go back to work to make money or the bank's going to come and take me jet ski or something. I'll be like, okay, shit, I've got nothing to do here. I've got to, I've got to go hard. So, yeah, it was like, it is one of those things where you, you need to get uncomfortable. Like, you really do to, um, to start getting those clients or succeed in any business, really. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, right? Like, I remember when I was PTing out of good life for a bit there and I started my business and definitely had no boats to burn at the time. I was like, just went through like a breakup. Like, um, I was homeless for a week, staying with a friend in like the spare room on the ground. And like, it was like, all right, cool. Well, I want to eat. So I'm going to have to do this. So I went around to like 10 different businesses that week and I had like, I'd walk into one place and they'd be like, nah, not interested. And I'd be like, all right, next one. And just like getting used to it, just getting used to just being rejected and just walking the next place, getting yeah. better at communicating, just being like, cool, well, this is what I offer. And then if they say no, being like, well, why? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like once you um, like once you stop caring, like obviously to a point what people think, like you just become dangerous because you can just do anything. You can walk in anywhere, like you know our like business development manager she is like a weapon she will walk into like her confidence is just insane she makes us look like little boys, a couple of little boys. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good like we will we'll work really well as a team now you know and like we we think businesses up like every day and you know eventually you're going to get a yes you just got to get hungry for the nose mm. so with your like business growth over the last like 12 months, where did you start 12 months ago and where are you now? So that's funny. I guess like financially, like obviously the growth sort of hit a big speed bump. So we're sort of cruising, but like growth as in a business and as in who we are as business owners and people, we've skyrocketed. Like we've learned so much and we've had to adapt so much. So it's like, yeah, financially, we might not be like fucking, you know, buying G-Wagons. But we're like, as people, like, grown so much. Like, 
far beyond anything like I could think like we could sort of do, you know, where it's like, yeah, rocking up the businesses and just being like, hey, guys, this is what we do. Oh, no, yep, sweet, next one. Like just, yeah, just like actually getting in there and like hustling like proper. Mm. And we're trying to do it right too, you know, so we're getting all the right people in the right fields, you know. We've got a social media manager and we've just got another photographer and, yeah, the business development manager. Um, so, like, when we look back at it and reflect, it's like, shit, boys, like, yeah, cool, you might not be, like, making a shit ton of money, but look at the people, look at the team we've got now, you know, and now we're ready to go again. So, if you really bring it back, like, yeah, we feel like we're doing quite well and we have learned a shitload. Yeah. yeah. A small amount of time. though, because, like, you know, when you made that conscious decision to actually write, write out, like, your plan, of obviously like what you want to do, how you want to build, etc. Like it obviously started like pretty small team, and then you've just every time I look, you guys are like ten steps ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's good. Like, um, and it's actually like people just genuinely want to work with us, which is like super cool, and um, that's like what we want. Like, you want people in your team who are willing to like um, work a bit extra or like do a bit extra and like. Um, can really see the value in the brand but not even like yeah obviously it's the business but the it's I care so much about the brand because we put so much like you know risk a lot to do it so for people to actually want to really back it and do extra stuff and like they will get rewarded for it like I'm so massive on the whole team thing you know like um, I, I don't believe you know there should be one person reaping all the rewards like if you want to do that just start a side hustle like for me, like Trinity is not the be all and end all, you know, like Trinity is so we can all earn a good income and then, you know, start other stuff and like make like better money elsewhere and other things like, so. Yeah, I think it's just creating that good team vibe because Tom would agree as well back in like our old jobs, like I was, even though I was earning really good money, it wasn't worth, the money wasn't worth what I was doing because I was under like appreciated for what I was doing. I could have gone out to work and not left a finger or I go out to work and bust my ass and still get paid in a good wage. So it was very like when we started this, we just wanted to incorporate our values and like what our employees should, should have and like give them that, you know, that reward of like, you know, you work hard, like it's on your, your own terms, you know, like everything that we wanted at our last employer was like we we want to give a life better. Everyone's appreciated, you know, for what they do. Their work ethic does not go. What, what's the word? Doesn't go. Doesn't go unnoticed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that's just. I got a little bit mixed up there, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> we've had a bit on. Just try and create that good work vibe so everyone you know works hard and it's appreciated because that's what we would want. And that's yeah. good though. You know, you know, certain companies like when the, there's no culture, people there's like no retention rate. With like in like people who work for that brand because they're not invested, they're not committed, they don't see a future there because they don't feel like they're being, you know, obviously treated like, like they're worth. Yeah, well, like you like you hear so many people, you know, if you're out with like your mates or whatever, and some of them might work for like bigger companies and shit, and they just come back and they're just like bitching and moaning about it. It's just like that is not what like any of like our team like I'd never want them to do that you know like yeah if they're going and like complaining and stuff like I genuinely want to know why like like what's going wrong like why do you feel like this like if they can't come to us and talk to us if they've got a problem before they go bitching other people 
then I reckon there's a serious problem within that business, you know. So what does Trinity Media mean to you guys? Um, I guess when I came up with it, because everyone always is like, I do like the Matrix. And I was like, you know what? I do like the Matrix. But, um, but that wasn't the reason why. Um, I like sort of created it because I was like, I wanted it to be like the holy trinity of marketing. So it's like like media, marketing, management sort of thing. A new standard in social media. <laughs> That's our new slogan. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like that's sort of where, I guess where it came from. I just sort of played on like the Holy Trinity thing. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of just kind of stuck. And then, yeah, we had um, Dana, who we also met at Mastermind. She's an amazing graphic designer. Um, she did up the logo and everything and it just come up mint and like I think it's good because we can sort of do like the adventure stuff but it also still has a level of professionalism as well so it's not too rock and roll yeah I like it kind of reminds me of travel fit as well to be honest of what of travel fit as well oh yeah that's also a very good brand um but just, yeah, just the adaptability to obviously be like all terrains really, but still obviously knowing your boundaries and who you want to work with and who you value and who you don't want to waste yeah. people's time or your yeah. own time. I think that's the biggest thing is like, don't lose yourself. Like, um, because, you know, we hear, especially like we've been door knocking heaps and talking to business owners and stuff and like, man, like the amount of people that are just like, oh, it's actually nice of you to just come in and like show face and not just send an email or like a DM, you know, like it's crazy. Like they're, like Shay said earlier, there's just such a disconnect with like the whole digital space. And when you're like trying to work with like, you know, especially mechanically minded people, they don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> but if you actually go there and like shake their hand and just, you know, show them what you're like, there's just that, that already that level of respect. Yeah, and so it's so undervalued. Like, well, oh, it's so undervalued. And to be honest, it it will eventually like it it will eventually just die out. Like everything will be online, and that'll just be the way it is. But for now, like we just want to stay true to who we are, you know. And um, yeah, kind of um, yeah, like build on those relationships and um, really sort of keep like that'll that'll be forever what this business is, you know. Like just, just be genuine, genuine, build a relationship and just have fun doing what we're doing. Adding a human touch. There's another slogan. <laughs> we're going to hire you. No, that's epic. It's a slogan. Just call me the slogan guy. <laughs> but I think that, you know, it's really cool because so many people get lost in the big picture. Like people get lost in the logo, but they forget about the service. And how how are you supposed to build a business if you're so focused on what a color looks like in your brand versus actually treating a customer like with respect and like giving them an experience like a fine dining restaurant? Yeah, exactly. You want to get the experience, but a lot of people nowadays, if you've been in business for like 20 years or whatever, they're paying for your time, right? But if they can't see where that time's being spent, well, then they can't justify the payment, you know? So that's another beauty of showing face is they literally get to see us working and we've got nothing to hide. We're not hiding behind an email. Like if they've got a problem, they see us the next week and they can talk to us about it. 
And because we built that relationship, they feel like a mate, so they can talk to us about anything. Oh, they just give us a call. Yeah. What would you say, like, like the biggest piece of advice you you could give to someone who wants to start their own social media agency or? Um, I don't know. It's a hard one because, like, there is there is actually like a uni degree in like social media management. Like, there's um um our social media manager Ash, like she was actually studying marketing at uni and then they introduced social media as like another degree so she ended up doing that as well um so because we find there's a big problem with um people just being like oh i'm a social media manager um and i used to get this like you know as a carpenter when you see a handyman it automatically annoys you because <laughs> it's like i spent four years learning how to do this trade and like do stuff by code and this guy's just gone and bought a fucking hammer from Toy World and thinks he's a fucking, <laughs> thinks he's a fucking you know? So the little set from uh, Kmart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toys R Us. He's got his fucking plastics all well. Yeah. Um, but it's the same, same sort of thing. So there's obviously ways to do it. Like the way I, I wanna really wanted to build this was like, I know what I'm good at, I know what Shay's good at. Let's find people who are qualified and good at what they do instead of trying to do everything ourselves, you know? Because, like, I can post photos. I can schedule photos. Like, I can class myself. Like, they could class themselves as a social media manager. But to actually have the uni degree backing it where they learn about strategy, they learn about content pillars, they learn about, like, hashtag strategies. And, like, there's so much that, like, we didn't know about. Um, Yeah, my biggest advice would just be, like, buy a specialist in each field. Don't, like, try and do everything yourself because you'll like chances are you'll fail if you get caught out and if like i think a lot of people get caught up in like trying to do everything is a is a huge thing too where the quality of work goes in different areas like you know you know like manuela who's a launch strategist and that's all she does it's a lot of work obviously but like that's what she sticks to and she's like i don't go outside of this lane this is my lane i stay in it and i'm good at it and I think if you can just keep that quality of work in whatever it is that you're going to stay in, then, you know, it's not to say like a lot of people say, oh, don't be a jack of all trades. That has its place for sure. Um, But, you know, it is good to be versatile and adaptable to different situations. And if you've got to fill in or cover something, cool. But don't actively try and be the master of everything. Yeah, and like the thing is as well is I like obviously hear a lot of people where they're just kind of like fake it till you make it, and like yes, in a degree you can like, um, but like you say, you kind of need to like niche down and focus on the one thing. Like you can't fake it till you make it if you're freaking trying to do ten different things at once. Because yeah, you, you'll burn out. You'll just get caught out. And even on you know the retreats, like cool. I'm sure I could do a stretch session that would be like yoga, but instead I get a yoga instructor. I'm sure I could touch on some values and beliefs and mindset, but I actually have someone who really hones in on mindset and does that. You have and people who do that. Yeah, like, and it just adds service. It 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 creates a better experience for everyone. Me not trying to do everything. But the biggest thing is, like, for me consciously, if I was to go somewhere and be like. Um, yeah, I'll do your social media strategy and do a plan. Like, I just know in the back of my mind, it's like, I don't really know what I'm doing here. Like, 
I know there's someone out there with a uni qualification who should be doing this, not me. Mm. Like I personally, I just can't do that because it just goes against my morals of like, yeah, trying to rip someone off basically. And um, it's like, but that's having that integrity, I guess, to be like, all right, well, this is what I stand for. And this is like the standard that I'm going to stick to. And I'm not going to go against myself trying to please a client just because they want something cheaper. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a huge, like, we're, we're going to really try sort of address the problem um, with this whole social media manager thing. I think in, like, a few, like, we're going like, to launch a podcast soon. And, um, yeah, it, it, it kind of sucks just because I know in my industry, like, especially with, like, the whole handyman carpentry thing, it's, like, it's a real kick in the guts for someone who has spent the four years and studied their ass off and, like, you know, what study in life it's not. It's not easy. Um, and like, yeah, you get people just coming over and like messaging and being like, oh, I'll do your socials for you. And like, just sort of taking the work from under these like people that have like spent the time. Because mm. um, then, like, yeah, people just aren't getting what they pay for, which sucks. Yeah, it is an industry where, you can, yeah, you can. There's money out there to be made, you know, because there's hundreds of thousands of businesses, you know. And if someone was just someone that was was good at taking photos on a phone or a camera or whatever, yeah, they can say they're a social media manager, but it is also kicking the guts for the people that work hard to get their qualification. And it's just not, it hasn't been addressed yet because Mm -hmm. we, like the social media side of things is moving so fast. And if you want to be at the top, you need to have like a proper agency running and stuff, you know. But yeah, it is, it's going to be saturated. But before it's saturated, you know, we need to start educating businesses that these should be the standards you're looking for if someone approaches you Mm. and it's like it's crazy because i know like a lot of people in business who have like spent money on like you know someone to do facebook ads or whatever not hard to do a facebook ad i can do a facebook ad it's about like getting someone who can do a successful one but these people i know like they've invested like you know two three four grand into someone to do these ads and I've heard stories of like them getting two leads and they're like, yeah, yeah, that was a successful campaign. We got two leads. It's like, was it a successful campaign? Cause it doesn't look like you've strategized it at all. No. And that's right. And that's why like, you know, like I do sort of know how to do ads to a certain extent, but to be honest, like I'd way rather get someone who does that every day and knows exactly like, cause there's, so many little tips and tricks that make ads work and you know can make them crash and like yeah a lot of my a lot of people just like piss money out the wall like it's pretty bad and it's a constantly changing area like you know social media changes all the time whether it be the algorithm or whether it be the the facebook rules that are constantly changing what you can do what you can't do the guidelines that just are creating bigger and like more and more restricted um opportunities for people to do it on facebook or whatever i know there's been a lot of trouble with facebook lately yeah it's funny you say that because ash we had a meeting in here earlier and ash just come to us saying yeah the algorithm's about to change and then she's like because you know she's got the degree in it she keeps up to date with all the new things and um, she said hey boys are you gonna have to start changing aspect ratios the way that you start posting how we start planning stuff out because it's about to change and if you don't adapt to it like all the content that we're about to go take to be for to waste, you know. So that is a huge, huge advantage we have by actually using some of qualify. And it's huge. 
huge opportunity for people to just get used to just being uncomfortable. Keep changing your strategies, keep learning, keep growing, keep moving. Otherwise, you're just going to stagnate and you're going to fall behind if you think it's like boomer generation, prime example, I guess. Like, you know, mm. you can get, yeah, a, well, get a house for a really good house for a hundred grand. You can't do that anymore. You just have to be more strategic, invest your money, build up enough of capital, and then you can obviously get a house. Like, it's not impossible, but obviously, it's not as straightforward as it used to be. No, but where there's a will, there's a way. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And like, you know, do you know what? It pisses me off because people should never ever feel ashamed to be renting. Like, yeah, like fuck yeah, mates and stuff might be buying houses, whatever. But who gives a fuck? Like, you just do you. Like, if you're actively trying to be better and like trying to do, you know, other stuff and um, like improve yourself, then you should be happy with what you're doing. Like, there's so many people that rent. Like it's yeah, like I feel like that it's it stems especially from like I guess our generation where it's like you should do this, you know, have a family, get a degree, go to fucking get a um, get an apprenticeship, or and then like buy a house. Like that was like sort of what, especially that was like what was drilled into me when I was like at school. I, it's honestly the the gist of it is is like. Um, just because everybody else is doing something like if you want to do something different like don't ever feel like ashamed or uneasy about what you're doing like you're your own person like you're entitled to make your own decisions so yeah absolutely that's probably where I was going <laughs> my, my biggest and because of COVID and everything that happened um, I used to fly back to work and do like two weeks in a hotel quarantine and then seven weeks straight out at sea and then I would come home and I did about two swings of that, but and this was during COVID. So what happened to me when I went into COVID, like, sorry, into the um, hotel was it made me sit down and then made me look at my life and go, am I, am I happy? You know what I mean? So, and in doing so, I realised, you know what? I don't actually, yeah, the money's good, but I don't like sitting in this hotel for two weeks and being out at sea for seven weeks. Like, I'm missing out on so much. So like Tom was saying before, it's more like, Everyone's on their own path, right? But like, what is it? You got to stop and think: Am I truly happy in this point in time? And if I'm not, like, what is it that would make me happy? And then work towards that as a goal. That was where I was at because I was unhappy. So, what what would make me happy? Being home all the time. How do I get there? Tom said, "Let's go hard on a business." I said, "You know what, sweet as that's cool." So I made my sacrifices. I sold jet skis and I sold different things to to buy me some time at home until we got this business up and running to give me an income to cover a few more bills. And that was what, in my head, made me happy. So, And it did change my whole life. But, yeah, there is anyone out there that's, that's looking to start a business or they've got to think in their mind, you know, like, what is it that would make you truly happy? Is it time in the morning to go to the beach or is it having a business or, you know, more time to spend with your girlfriend, whatever, but... For me, in my point in my life was what was going to make me happy was coming home, say, starting a business and being on my own terms. So then I worked towards that. Definitely. And such a refreshing feeling knowing that, you know, you're like, I'm, I'm an avid fan of the book, The Alchemist. I don't know if you guys have read it, but the thing I got from that book was like, we're constantly on this journey of just auditing our life. Every decision we make leads us to a, a new destination, but every destination gives us a new lesson. So 
the sooner we actually lean into just doing what our gut feeling says that we know is right or we feels the best thing for us, the more that you start living, the more that you start actually, you know, appreciating the journey that you're on. Mm, yeah, man, that's so true. Exactly that, man. My gut feeling sitting in that hotel was, I don't want to be here. But I continued to keep going out at sea and I was unhappy. But if I had it born from my gut feeling, I got four or five months ago, I'd be quicker to where we are at right now. I'd be happier. Mm. So for you guys, what's the, what are you guys aiming for with Trinity Media in the next, let's just say, 12 months? In the next 12 months, I mean, our main goal is just to get to, um, like we have like a set number of clients we want to get to. So I guess that's like the primary focus at the moment. Um, yeah, we just, obviously, me and like, we kind of just love what we do, so... As long as we just keep Love going that. and keep, and yeah, we just, um, it's never really, like, as long, I guess as long as we keep growing, um, growing as a business and growing as people, and I'm happy, like, um, yeah. I think that's and the best thing, though. Like, everyone's looking yeah. at end destination versus actually just enjoying what they're doing, which is the reason that they're doing it. But then just making sure you don't get lost in that process of looking at the end outcome versus the, the where you're walking or while you're walking yeah so i guess like yeah like probably a goal for ourselves would be at the end of the next 12 months is to still be loving what we do yeah still be, still be sitting here and being like yeah like this is why we left out you know normal jobs is was to do this and yeah i definitely want to turn around as well and like shake tom's hand in 12 months time and like look at the team that we've got and go, look, this is exactly what we wanted to create. And like, we've done it, you know, and I know it's going to happen. I'll probably give you a hug. Yeah, we'll go. We'll give yeah. You a hug. Yeah. I, love, I love a little cuddle, nice little romance. Love that. <laughs> so, I'll hug it out. For someone listening in right now, they're sitting in their room, they're looking at their wall, it's, it's just blank, and they're just questioning whether they should leave their job, whether they should pursue whatever they want to do, but they're just, unsure what would be one piece of advice that you'd say to them right now get around the right people yeah 100 yeah. percent. yeah and and go and pick up like a what's that like a self-help book in terms of like the one i read rich dad poor dad that changed my life completely so yeah and stop making excuses yeah <laughs> Hey, it might be like, yeah, you, you want to go to the mastermind or you want to get around some like people that you sort of know of that it's like, don't worry about what everyone else thinks. You fucking do you. You do you, boo. A hundred percent. You know, every person that like, I've got a habit. If I really want to meet someone, I'll just send them a message. I'll be like, hey, I like what you do. Let's get a coffee. Done. Yeah. Some DMs. What, what's the worst that they're going to say? Nah. Don't fucking oh, exactly. Yeah, they're <laughs> gonna say no, that's exactly right. But the thing with today's society, I feel, is that people that are in a good position or someone that is successful, they will appreciate anyone coming to them that is actually wanting to learn, or wanting to gain off someone. If someone come to me back in the day when I was a marine engineer and they said, Hey Shay. I actually want to learn how you pull apart a certain type of engine. 
I'll be more than happy to show them because they've actually made the effort to come to me and they've shown their interest. Hundred percent. That's the amount of times that I've sat down with like with someone from the mastermind or had a chat to someone over the phone just because I've had a question and they've been happy to happy to help. Like like the saying goes, no one so no one who's above you is gonna like push you down. No, that's right. No one but no one's gonna give you something free. Yeah. Unless they can see you're interested, you know. Like if you know, if I see someone's interested, I will help them tenfold. But like I'm not openly gonna go out there and help someone who doesn't want to be helped. Like if someone come to me genuinely want to be helped, happy days. Like I'm all for it. And so is Tom. Perfect. So in regards to that, where can people find you on social media? Um, they can find us probably on Instagram. It obviously is the most um, yeah, the the most common one we're on. Um and then it's just under yeah, Trinity Media Agency is the handle. And then um, yeah, we do have Facebook and stuff, but yeah. Yeah, if people yeah, do you want to reach out and just need a bit of advice and you know, we're always happy to give them a bit of our time and see if we can help in any way. Cause yeah, you know, everyone starts somewhere. So Yeah, and if it's not yeah, if it's nothing to do with media related, then yeah, just send a message to a personal one. After we've done a couple of other podcasts, people will actually send us a few messages from there. And I'm more than happy to help with anything that I can in any way. And same with Tom. Yeah. Just so you can send us a personal message on our on our private ones as well. Epic. I love that. Well, thanks so much for joining the podcast today. I appreciate your time and like sharing a few knowledge bombs and like just like sharing your own story of like where you were to where you are today and like just obviously what's influenced you to, you know, take control of your own life and build uh your media company today and like no doubt it's like like every time i see it, it's just getting bigger and bigger and you know every bit of feedback that i hear about it off other people is good like i've not heard one bad thing it's always really positive and it's like super inspiring to see you guys continually grow and you know take charge of your own life and inspire others because i'm sure there's other people watching your journey as well so thank you for joining our pleasure thanks no worries, mate. thanks for having us Thanks so much for listening in, guys. I really hope you enjoyed that episode and got some value out of it. If you did get some value out of that episode and you really did enjoy it, then share it with a friend or family member, share us on social media, leave us a review, and help us make a bigger impact in the world today. The more we can inspire people to better themselves and level up their life through self-development, whether it be one little tip here or there, makes all the difference, and you might even save a life. Again, thanks so much for listening in and we'll see you next time.